welcome to that American football show powered by EP Sports. EP Sports is one of the top suppliers in the UK for all your NFL or equipment needs. Check them out today at epsports.co.uk. I'm here with Tim and Joe today. We are a man down as Craig got called to work a short notice and we didn't want to reschedule. Uh, so we're finally discussing the Super Bowl. Uh, but first, let's go over some news in the league as always. So a lot of news in the past two weeks. Probably the biggest one that's I think's been flying under the radar, but is absolutely random. Alvin Kamara like beat a shit out of someone with some boys, and like they the cops let him play in the Pro Bowl first, then took him to uh, I don't know in America put him to the police station, they give him bail and all that. But like I don't know if you guys have seen the pictures and like what was described and is happening. Like apparently the dude kind of spilt his drink on Kamara or one of his boys. And they just beat the shit out of him while he was like trying to get away. They took him down to the floor, like stomping on him. Kamara's admitted to punching them, him whilst he was running away. So it's like, I think in Nevada, it's like already a minimum five year sentence, depending on what happens. But yeah, it's, it doesn't look good. And I also think TMZ have got a, must have a desk in the Las, Las Vegas Police Department because anything that happens, it'll be on TMZ before mm. it's anywhere else and they'll get pictures like, I was watching a body cam video of Nate Hobbs, our cornerback, getting arrested for that, speeding. Yeah. Like, how are they getting all this footage? But yeah, that Kamara thing looks pretty bad. Mm. TMZ are crazy. Like, if TMZ announced someone's dead, they're dead. Like, mm. they're confirmed. Like, they're always yeah. the first people. They're on scummy, it. but they know. Yeah, yeah. They, they know. Yeah. They have like bugs in every wall, in every property in the, in the whole of the world. But yeah, it's a shame, Kamara, that he's done that. I saw it come out and I thought, I swear he's playing in the Pro Bowl right now, but mm. obviously it was in the the hours afterwards. But another talented player possibly ruining a, a great career. It's a, it's a shame to see. And it's Vegas. Why is it always Vegas where these things happen? To quote the hangover, some people just can't handle Vegas. I think, though, I was reading a tweet. I don't remember who it was. Apologies to whoever tweeted it. If you look at the stats of the number of players that were arrested in Vegas this year, it's actually below league average of any other city. So it seems, unfortunately, what happened in Vegas with the Raiders players was horrific. You know, somebody died. It's not made light of that. But that's normal for that number of people to be arrested. But it is, there's a lot, especially with the Pro Bowl going there, where people are going there to relax and stuff. And obviously, whatever happened, happened. But... I mean, we'll just talk about the pro ball. I, I, I think I flipped onto it for like five minutes, and it's just such a joke. <laughs> I had nothing else to do Sunday night. I was bored, and I was looking for something to do. So I switched on the pro ball. I watched two plays, and I was like, I it's, it's a so joke. Bold. So it was third and fifteen, and they did. It was a little screen pass to Johnson Taylor, who had about 14 yards in front of him. So he jogged for 14 yards. A defender stepped in his way. And he stopped and they touched him and that was it. It was two and touch. It was terrible. It wasn't worth so watching. Yeah, it's, it's bad. But Mac Jones looked like he had fun. Yeah, um, dude, for uh, me, gritty. should he have been there? I, I don't really care. It's the Pro Bowl. Like Derek Carr should have been there, but it is what it is. But yeah, his gritty was, it was quality. Yeah. I love that kid. I looked up Mac Jones' stats compared to Derek Carr, though. They were very close statistically. Really? Mm-hmm. 
I know his, his, his touchdown to interception record wasn't actually too bad, especially for like a rookie. Yeah. But I, I didn't know, like yardage-wise, we ran a lot. But he did have little p- p- bits and pieces. Like, Mac did mm-hmm. throw, like, I think it was like 20-odd part like completions in a row in, in a game or two. He, he did have a fairly good year. End of the day, I don't think. It used to be a thing. It's like Pro Bowl quarterback Matt Jones. Now it's like, yeah. mm, who cares? He went, he went and had a... Like a, a just a glorified friendly, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd rather they did it like that. I'd rather they just did like fun, stupid plays because, like, you're literally watching the D line just walk slowly towards the quarterback, yeah. <laughs> and there was no one there. Did you see into the crowd? I don't know what the actual attendance was, but the crowd shots there was hardly any people in that stadium. I mean, if they're selling it for NFL prices, you, you, you are not yeah. going to see one NFL play on that game. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, and, I mean, I, I, I don't know why it's at the bottom of our list, but fairly big news around the league, some might call it. Um, guy called Tom Brady retired officially. Uh, sure uh, how do you feel about that, Joe? Um, <clears throat> like, obviously sad. Like, for me, Tom Brady is football. I know a lot of other people feel the same. You don't have to be a Patriots fan to feel that way. But he was like the reason I got into sport. He was my favourite player. Has been my favourite player for a while. When he left the Pats, you know, in the first year, yes. Yeah, second year, not as such. But it's weird. It does feel odd. Um, part of me feels that he isn't retired. Like, part of me just thinks he's going to come back at some point. It's just, he's like, I, w- I would even use the word he's ill in the fact that he is such a competitor. He just can't keep away. But, yeah, you know, there's not much more that I can add that a lot of people add. You know, he's he is the greatest to do it. You know, not just at his peak, but, like, longevity gets put into that. And I think that's worth so much. 22 years playing at quarterback in the NFL is, like, no no small feat. But, yeah, you know, I can't, can't thank him enough for all the memories he gave me. I know I, I saw three of the, the Super Bowl wins really is becoming a fan probably can pass fans around well, i think so what sorry you a loss as well yeah i may have seen a loss <laughs> may have seen a loss but we don't need to cover that one and that was one of the best that was one of the best super bowl that's such a, by a quarterback ball. ever and nick Foles outdid him but you know people will try and pick holes but tom brady yeah hell of a career yeah look gone i'm not gonna say he's underrated because obviously he's not but I've watched a few of the Super Bowls. They've been replaying them back to back on NFL Network. You forget how shit a team he played on sometimes and still won the Super Bowl. Because some of the people he was throwing to and some of the running backs he had, you think of the latter years of the Patriots and all the receivers he's got, you know, oh, he had Randy Moss, oh, he had Julian Edelman. Not in the back when he started, he didn't. He was throwing to people that were, well, never was and never will be you know so i think you've got to appreciate the talent that sometimes he was playing with yeah i mean end of the day it's like that five years ago you could argue other people but he's the undeniable goat now probably never going to be anyone like him you could probably put him like the tier of athletes or like wilt chamberlain and gretzky like records just weren't really um, not worried about getting touched because it's just pretty inhuman nowadays yeah. But it, it doesn't feel like a big deal. It feels like it's he's kind of gone away with a whisper. But you know it's the end of the greatest career of all time. Like, I know you think he might come back, Joe. I think he may dip his toes back in once. But 
my thought is when they retire, that's their mindsets. Like mindsets, no longer football. So they're not designed for football anymore. I think we've got to mention as well that the whole NFL insider thing was ruined his, his retirement basically with Adam Sheffner tweeting it and saying, oh, he's retiring before he actually had a chance to say himself. Have some respect because this guy's now just retired via an Instagram post rather than actually being allowed to say himself like, right, I'm retiring. Someone beat him to it. Um, so I'm pretty sure if Tom Brady ever makes a comeback, Adam Sheffner will not be breaking that news. Yeah, totally. Now, that's the thing. I, you know, it, we do appreciate the people bringing us all this news, but like that's the dark side of journalism. It can yeah. just be, you know, oh, I want to break this story first. I want my name to be all over it. And it's like, just have respect for whose news it is. It's yeah. Tom Brady's news. You know, as we say, so many years, he deserves at least to be the one to break it. Yeah, definitely. I saw a comment or a post or something, and I, I've been very ambivalent about NFL insiders, I don't really care. I'm going to get the news at some point. But like someone said, these guys post news two or three minutes before the team announces it. W what is the point of them? <laughs> it's true. Those two or three minutes, because people like to refer to it, don't they? They're like, oh, as reported by yada yada, mm -hmm. and it's stuck with them. And I don't know. I just don't like the. I don't like the. It should be the teams, especially for Brady. Like, I know it's a. It's a very specific exception, but like. You did ruin the best player's retirement. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, it's not a small cock up, it's a fairly big one. Yeah. So I stick to reporting about surprise cuts off teams and things. Even then, that might be pretty bad because some players don't even know about it before it happens. Um yeah, other news. A lot of this is all coaching related though, as uh, the coaching carousel turns. Uh, the Texans have decided on none other than, is it going to be Josh McCown, the man with no head coaching experience? Is it going to be the Jonathan Gannon from the Eagles for some reason he was up there? No, it's going to be Lovey Smith, the Bears DC, because why not? Um, but I, I'm more confused why they fired, what, what was the previous guy called? I don't even remember, but like, what was the point of getting rid of him? And it, it seems like they've just hired another kind of bridged coach. It's like, the Texans. I hope Lovey does well, don't get me wrong, but... Yeah, I hope he does well as well, but, you, you know, it is, it's just the Texans. Sometimes it you don't understand. Maybe they can see something that everyone else can. As you say, we hope he does do well. It would be nice for that, that franchise to kind of get back up to where they have been in the last five or six years. But it is an odd one. It's a really odd one. You say as well, the candidates... Yeah, I just don't really know with the Texans. There's nothing really sensical about it. Um, Vikings, they've hired the 49ers offensive coordinator, Matt McConnell. Um, I like that move. I think 49ers offense is, whilst it's a bit old school, it's very fun to watch in the right hands. And the Vikings have the, the skill players. They just need to work on that O-line. And it'd be interesting to see how Kirk works and that, but... I'd like to see Dalvin Cook and uh, like Justin Jefferson in this scheme. Yeah, what well, you're expecting is sort of like a fair amount of play action, just using Dalvin Cook a lot. That's, you know, they've, they've got the runners to, to do what the 49ers have kind of been doing over the last couple of years. So as you say, yeah, it'll be good to watch. I think they picked up the Colts defensive coordinator as well, Matt Eberfluss. I'm not sure if it went to the Bears or the, the Vikings. Eberfluss is the head coach. Mm. Oh, even Bus is the head coach of the Bears. 
My bad. Okay. Um, probably the biggest coaching news, Brian Flores. I mean, I know you you initially learned of it on the text you put in the the chat, Joe. That it's just so odd that that was confirmed as real with Bill Belichick. Yeah. Absolutely fucking it up. Being like, oops, my bad. <laughs> um, but yeah, Brian Flores suing a lot of the teams in the league, including the Raiders. Um, I think the Broncos, the Giants, and obviously the Dolphins are also in there for basically flaunting the Rooney rule and being pretty indiscriminatory towards his career options. Yeah, it's just this the thing, isn't it? With the I said it before, then he's everyone wants fair, equal sort of level playing field, but it's got they've got to find a way where it can't be manipulated. Like a lot of these teams, they knew who they wanted to hire. And it's not fair on these black coaches being just put in a position made to believe that they might be in for a job, but that they've never got a chance. If anything, it's just a, it just makes things a lot more negative. And then stories like this come out and it's just, it's just not nice to see. It's not nice for anyone. Mm. But it, it's happened for years. Everyone knows it goes on. It's like a perfect example of this is when we hired Gruden. Like everyone knew Gruden was getting the job. Mark Davis said Gruden's getting the job, but they had to hire, uh, interview a minority candidate and they probably told him Gruden's getting the job, but we have to interview you. And it's not right, so, but I don't have a solution for it. And I mean, some of the biggest news that has broken because of this story is the Dolphins owner was apparently paying hundred grand a loss. And I, I mean, if that's true, and it get get proven, which is the most important part, then that could be tr- like devastating for the NFL because obviously they've just partnered with so many gambling yeah. companies that if match fixing's in place at the highest level, it could really be bad. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 just it's just the integrity of the game as well. You know, watching watching your team play, and if you played Dolphins that year and you. You know, teams, you know, that there's they could go into a game and the court their quarterback that they don't know if they're gonna stick with. If it's a prove a game for that quarterback, that quarterback goes in, has a cracking game. And then it just is just just an example. And they decide to stick with that quarterback for another two years, like give them the money, whatever. But it's based on playing Miami who were purposely throwing the game. It it just it runs down a long line. It's yeah, not just Miami. No, is there, yeah, there's a lot of dominoes that, that come from it, and it's just, it's just a, as you say, a bad look for the league. But also, isn't it really difficult to throw a game? Because players will be on, well, first of all, they'll be on win bonuses, they'll be on performance bonuses that they've got to do well in their contracts. And also, the worse the team gets, the higher a draft pick is. So why would you throw a game knowing that next year the team's going to get a higher draft pick they could replace you with? It, yeah. It and does, that, I can like, see why they try and do it through the coach because the coach yeah. has the most influence on it. Yeah, but surely players are going to aren't stupid. They're going to know this. They're like, hang on, why are we running that? Are we not trying to win this game? Yeah. And it's funny because the story makes Brian Flores seem like a better coach than he is because he was being told to go lose games and he with with this crappy team and he was winning teams with a quarterback. He clearly didn't want. Yeah. But I think that much is obvious now. But like. <laughs> He he's he is a damn good head coach and he's very much put his his ass on the line for this because there's a very good chance he's never gonna get hired again. 
and the weird thing with it is as well, Hugh Jackson jumped on the bandwagon, said it has happened to him, and then obviously got legal advice and two days later said, I was actually misinterpreted what I said. Well, what? You said you were paid, and then you turn around. <laughs> yeah. You didn't lose deliberate. Uh, you weren't paid to lose. You were just a shithead coach. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, I mean, I think ultimately the, the owners are going to cover it up because they always do, but... If it breaks it open, the Dolphins get a new owner, which I'm sure they're all happy about. Yeah, and it could really, like like Joe said, I'm a huge domino effect in the league. I, I think it, as you mentioned there, I think it's admirable from Flores. Really, you know, he's he's almost ruining. I wouldn't say ruining, but he's jeopardising his own career for others and for mm. the integrity. And I just think, yeah, that's something that not a lot of people would do. Yeah, he's definitely good. he's a he's a good guy. Mm. Uh, other coaching hires: Jags pick up. Dougie P, my man, I love this hire. Um, I think Doug has got his drawbacks, but if you want a team that's young, needs like an injection of culture, has a young, like Doug's a quarterback coach as well. He was a quarterback, so he's really good for a young quarterback. Look with him with Wentz. Like, I think this is a really good fit for the Dolphins, and I like it. Yeah, I, th- I think it's good all round, and especially, you know, he's got the first overall pick as well, so it's a fun sort of thing for him. I don't know if, would it be that Aiden, is Aiden Hutchinson, the big, mm-hmm. big bloke from, from Michigan? He, he's a, he, but you know, Doug can go in and he's, he's got an opportunity. He's got what's going to be one of the most talented quarterbacks in, in the you generation. see Trevor Lawrence's like reaction. Like you could just tell he was so fucking relieved. He was like, like obviously really businessy speaking, but it was like, yeah, I'm just, you know, looking forward to having a new coach and seeing what we could do. Like his body language, all the words you like, you could just tell he's like, thank fuck the Jags have picked someone up for me. <laughs> uh, and Tim, your Raiders. Joe, your offensive coordinator. What's going on? Josh McDaniels has finally picked a team. We're not happy, either of us, <laughs> I don't think. Like, this is just the, it's a lose-lose. Yep. <laughs> the, the, only, the only consolation I can get out of it is it could have been worse. We could have had somebody else. It was a bit slim pickings, quite frankly. And a lot of people, Raiders fans, wanted Jim Harbaugh. I just think you're getting Gruden 2.0 there. A really strong personality is going to try and run the team. At least, at least we've got a separate coach and GM structure now with the GM making decisions. Um you know, McDaniels is a good offensive coach, I guess. Uh, he's got good offensive players to play with, as long as he... And I, I was actually, to be honest with you, listening to his press conference, some of the stuff he said was quite encouraging. He said, look, I made a mess in Denver. Yeah, he, I just, yeah. he said, I tried to be Bill Belichick. I'm not Bill Belichick, you know. And he said, I've learned from my mistakes. I'm a better people manager now and... So that all sounded pretty positive, and he's made some decent. Uh, they picked up the Giants' defensive coordinator Patrick Graham, I think his name is, who's quite well respected coach. So, yeah, so we'll see how it goes with there. So, yeah, in an ideal world, I wouldn't have picked him, but you know, was your previous defensive coordinator Gus Bradley? Yes, he was. The Giants and you have literally just swapped defensive coordinators. Um, which is annoying because I was happy Patrick Graham left, but I'm a bit upset he's come back. But, I mean, fr- from a, an outside looking in, I like the McDaniels hire. 
Um, I think, like you said, in his press conference, he was very reflective, mm -hmm. saying like where he went wrong. And there were very clear places he went wrong with the Broncos, but he also did, like, he is a good OC. And I, I think he's, what, had like, is it six, seven years or something since that? Mm. So he's definitely had time to grow. He's had time without having a whole, oh, Brady ran your offense kind of thing. I, I like it. But one of my main uh, concerns with it, and I've said this to Joe, what happens in two years when Belichick retires? Josh McDaniels is just going to go back to the Patriots. You know, so is it a long-term solution? I don't know. Maybe in 10 years' time, when I'm sitting in old age people's home, he might be winning his fourth Super Bowl on the bounce. I, I don't know, but I don't know. But I mean, at the same time, and this is because I just think Bill loves football that much. Well, how old's Bill now? Late 60s? Is he 70? Is he 70? Oh, that changes my argument then, but I was going to say, like, I you. could see him coaching very into old age because that man just loves football yeah, and i does. think daniels may have been like shit belichick might be coaching for five more years still like i need to go be a head coach he's 69. yeah i think he he would coach past 75 if he if he could physically yeah he, he loves yeah. football man like he's just he's such an interesting person to listen to and he's just talking football um, final bit of coaching, the Saints, obviously, I think we haven't mentioned this, Sean Payton retired. Um, so, yeah, that was huge. A lot of people think he's just basically waiting for Mike McCarthy to, to get booted from the Cowboys so he can slide into that team because him and Jerry have been connected for ages. But, I mean, the Saints have very quickly fallen into shit. Uh, that I mean, that, the whole division is so interesting now because the Saints and the Bucks are nowhere near a, a clear winner of that division now. Yeah. But regardless, Saints lose Sean Payton, who's taken he's taken a step away from football, so it's he's made it clear it's not retirement, which furthers the fuel for Sean Payton to the Cowboys, which I really do not want to happen. So that'd be fucking scary. Uh, but they hired Dennis Allen, who I think was their DC. Uh, and pretty much everyone saw it coming. There was not really any expectation anyone else was going to get hired. But Saints, I mean, that, that's they're now in a position they've not been for a long time where they've not got a quarterback and they've not got a head coach they could be comfortable with. Yeah, I, I, I like the move because I think if someone like Sean Payton goes, you after so, well, 15 years, I think we said it was, it's just nice to bring in someone who's in-house, knows the organisation, knows the players, there's a lot of cap space. Sorry, there's a there's a lot of cap over whatever you want to call it. Over five million. I'm going to come up with yeah. Um, and you know he he knows the players. He knows what he's going to get out of them. I just think it's the right decision. The last thing you want to do is bring someone in and just do a mass clear out, and then you're building upon years upon years, and you might never get back to what it was. So I I, I like it, and I think it's nice to for them to give someone who's been there a while a chance. He's also, he's had head coaching experience. He's head coach of the Raiders, so um, he'll learn from his mistakes there. So it's a good time. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to the NFC South next year because, I mean, you could very much argue the Falcons and Panthers could take it. Uh, but that's all the news we have, except for some NFL international news. Uh, the M Munich has been chosen to stage its first ever regular season game, which is the first ever regular season game in Germany overall. 
but I mean, I think we all try to go there because I imagine the scenes at a German NFL game would be nuts. <laughs> I'm so happy for the Germans that they managed to get this game. They're even, you know, we've said many times they're even crazier than than we are in this country for it. And plus, Munich is a hell of a city. So yeah, I I think it's a perfect thing. I'm more than happy to to lose one of the London. What well, we had four, didn't we? And we've got two now. So quite happy for us to lose some of them spread it out a little bit and i've got some breaking news as we speak the jaguars will be playing at wembley in 2022 wembley Mm -hmm. they're going back to wembley what why not not tottenham do i still get my season tickets because it's bloody shard calm so jagsuk.co.uk have just announced it this year will mark the 10-year anniversary of Jaguars games in London. We're thrilled to be returning to Wembley Stadium for a game during the 2022 season. To register your interest, fill out the form below, yada, yada, yada. So I'm assuming it's not going to be part of the season ticket. That's right. That's going to, I mean, if, that's just annoying that my old season ticket won't work for it. <laughs> so, going, so going back to Munich, uh, in Repertoire has recently said that uh, Munich will host a game in 2022, and there will be four games in Germany over four years, two in Munich, two in Frankfurt. Cool. Great stuff. So that could be Galaxy, followed by, as you know, Galaxy won't be playing that time of year. Ignore me. But they, they should they should do something, I hope, yeah. to integrate the ELF there. And um, I think the Saints have been reported as a team coming to London next year as well. Which is a bit of a shame, as we've just mentioned. They've just kind of kind of fallen apart, but they're a team I don't feel have played in the UK for a long, long time. So that mm. hopefully it'll be a good game that because the Saints do play well regardless, and they'll have. I mean, Kamara might not be playing, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> they might have a new starting quarterback as well because I think Jameis is a free agent. Game in Mexico is being confirmed as well. Oh yeah, sorry, Mexico. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because there's, there's some rumours about Jameis maybe coming back to Tampa Bay, which I don't get. I, I yeah. do not understand why on earth Tampa would make that move. There are going to be a lot of quarterbacks on move because at the moment it doesn't look like it's going to be a good quarterback class in the draft. So people like Jimmy G are going to be at a premium because he's definitely getting traded. Yeah, he has. He's confirmed it, hasn't yeah. he? So it's it's such you. a sad press conference because he's just taken him to the championship, hasn't he? And he's so nice. <laughs> That's the thing as well. I know it doesn't Someone's matter. He's going to get picked up by the Bucks and be Brady's successor again. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, okay. So that's all the news we've got. Uh, let's move on to our predictions and the Super Bowl. So, Tim, do you mm. want to go over how everyone's doing, who's still in contention, etc. Yes, so we're coming down at the sticky end now, and it's very close. Uh, our resident mathematician or statistician, Joe, reckons that it's a two-horse race now. But Adam's got 200 points, and then Joe's got 204, and then Craig has got 207, and I'm one point ahead with 208. I think that was thanks to my fantastic performance in the wildcard round. Yeah, I've just realised if I get everything right and and Joe doesn't and he only gets to win, I can win. So I need to make sure every answer is different from you, Joe. Yeah, but then we've added on the pre-season 
totals as well this week, which is what we, we always do. So, Tim, on those results, there are some more numbers to be added. Oh, okay. Um, um, yeah, Adam, 14. Oh, yeah, I, sorry. Yeah. And this is based on... This was based on us predicting at the beginning of the season oh. what um, teams would be in each round of the playoffs, so like World Card, Divisional Championship, and Super Bowl. And I can confirm that none of us had the Bengals or the Rams <laughs> in the Super Bowl. We were a mixture of 49ers, Packers, Bills, Browns. I had the, I had the, I had the bloody Browns. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, interesting ones. But, yeah, those numbers there. Yeah, I've just done them all underneath, so there's <laughs> a pretty clear winner. <laughs> yeah, well, it's the two, isn't it? It's the two-horse race. I know, I did my maths wrong. Sorry, there's not a very, yeah. very clear winner. <laughs> oh, so Craig's in the lead. Yep, Craig's two points. So I'll re redo those. Start yeah. again. So <laughs> Adam's still at the back, but not as far behind as we thought. 214, then Joe, 216, then me, 222. And then Craig, two points ahead on two, two, four. Tim, you need to be tactical here and you should be as opposite from Craig as possible to have the best. I'm, ju I'm just my first, taking my first answer. I'm not changing That's anything. Right. I'm leaving right. it as it is. Courteous, man. <laughs> okay, so prediction-wise, the Super Bowl, we have got the, the overall winner, of course. Uh, we've got what they're winning by uh, as normal. Then we've also got the Super Bowl MVP and the total points scored in the Super Bowl, along with our ball predictions. And are we saying MVP and total points are three point each or one point each? I one, think we, I think. What did we do last year? I think we did one, but I, mm. but I, I think total points should maybe be three, because that I is agree. a... I agree. MVP yeah. stays one, total points is three. Yeah, because total points is going to be really hard to nail, isn't it? Yeah. If you yeah, just win total points, if you get it, you win. I <laughs> yeah, I wonder, yeah, the, the man at the back is claiming that shot. <laughs> uh, right, let's get going. So, I mean, we'll just talk about Super Bowl bit, boys. Should we go through scores first? Mm. Not talk? Nah, let's, let's have a little chat about the game, because okay. then we can kind of build up, can't we? I mean, I think... Everyone except maybe Craig is behind the the Bengals, just how exciting they are. I think for the three of us here, it's a heart and head thing, isn't it? Well, maybe it's I, hard. I, I, I'd rather the Rams lose. I want the Bengals to win. Oh, yeah. But I think the Rams are going to win, and I think they're going to win quite easily because I think the Bengals' luck might run out. But I've said that every single round. Every single yeah, game. everyone said this about the Bengals, so, and the Bengals have beaten everyone. who They beat the fucking Chiefs. Yeah. I've, been, I've been consistent. My philosophy every single year is I don't. I want to see someone different win. I don't care who wins if it's not the Raiders, but not the same teams. And yeah, the I'd Bengals have never won that one so. the least recently, which is the Bengals. Yeah. yeah. So the Rams, Bengals. I really weird for me. I don't have any particular axe to grind. I don't hate yeah. any of the teams for any other reason. I'm actually quite stress free watching this game. You know. So. Uh, yeah, but I'd like I'd like the Bengals to win because they're a nice story. They're a good story. Mm. It's the Leicester of the NFL. So yeah, I don't even I don't think it's that extreme though. I think someone like did it off the odds and like the Bengals were like three hundred to one at the beginning of the season, but Leicester mm. were like one thousand to one. 
Yeah, yeah, five. Uh, yeah, five thousand to one. I think it was some fella put ten grand on it. No, sorry, ten grand. God no, that would be ridiculous. Ten pound and one what fifty grand? Hmm. Imagine, imagine, yeah. mental, <laughs> absolutely mental. But I, I'm with you too. I, I, I kind of like both these teams. I like both the players. I like I. Let's say both the QBs. Like if Stafford won, I'd be really happy for him. If, but I, I, I love Joe Burrow. Like, I don't think I've ever. Watching the NFL, I don't think there's been a player in like one. Are you season. really, Joe? Look behind. Yeah. <laughs> As I've got him, his painting right behind me here. Um, yeah, it, it is one of those. I don't know, man. The Bengals. At first, I, I think when it when they played the Titans, I was like, yeah, this is the end of it. And when they played the Chiefs, I kind of went heart overhead. But now I just think that defense is very good. And I, I think it's on them to go and win this game. I think I think Burrow is going to be pressured heavily. I think everyone's kind of accepted that. I mean, if he he did really well against the Chiefs to kind of get away from any pressure, but I don't know with the with the Rams with what they've got that like triple headed beast on the rush that they've got. Um, but I think that I think that defense, if they you can keep Cup quiet, you can keep OBJ sort of quiet on the on the slants going out, I think they've got every chance. Even if they start slow, that's what they did against the Chiefs. They kind of just did three-man rush and kept people back. And it, the, you know, Mahomes and the Chiefs were. Oh my scared. God! Can we mention Mahomes in the pocket? Because he doesn't get touched for like ten seconds. No. Just, you're literally there tearing your hair <laughs> out. And like, just fucking sack him. Yeah. yeah, exactly that. And but the Bengals, they're they're flexible in defense, and I think that could really come in handy. And I've just got a very good feeling that Cincinnati could do it. I think if the Bengals can beat the Chiefs and they beat them by adapting, like the mm. halftime switch, yeah, yeah, it was, it was so noticeable. Like the defense just instantly started beating Mahomes. And I think if they can beat the Chiefs, they can beat the Rams because the Rams tend to shoot themselves in the foot a lot more. Yeah, but you're right. Like Von Miller and Aaron Donald, like that is it's very worrying for the the Bengals. But like. I, I kind of want to see Matt Stafford win a game, a Super Bowl, because obviously yeah. it's a bit of a, a story for him. But at the same time, I do not want a team that's just built a super team on money to win. So I, 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 wanted them, I want it to be proven wrong. So talking about that, I found out something interesting today. Well, it's not like something that interesting, but um, the Rams, the last time they had a first round pick was 2016. The next time they'll have a first round draft pick is 2024. So they haven't had, they'll go seven straight years without a first round draft pick. That's what I mean. Like the fact that they've got, they just traded for Vaughn, they get OBJ, they've got Aaron Donald, they get, they traded for Ramsey. I'm like, I don't like super teams. I, I think they're, unf- I don't want to say unfair because they are, but like, I just think it makes the game less fun. Like the Warriors on for basketball, for example, yeah. like the games weren't even close. <laughs> I disagree slightly in that because they've paid a good price for the players. Yeah, got. at the same time they have paid it's, the price. Yeah, it's not like they picked up free agents slightly underhandedly and sort of they got released because they demanded trades. They've they've paid out first round draft picks for these people. So. Um, yeah, I was a bit, uh, is it the wrong way to go about building a team? But supporting a team that just 
basically this is their first round draft picks of the war. That's rather they did that, to be honest. Yeah, I, I agree as well. And the fact that yeah, you know, the salary cap is the same for, for you know, same for everyone. It's a, it's a, it is a level playing field. Yeah, and that's why I have no problem with it. Like if it was like you know the Premier League where you got your Man United's, your Man City's, and your Chelsea's that just go and spend. 10 times as much money as the the new boys coming in yeah. I, I think but for me I like the fact that they've gone out and gone you know what there is another way that you can win a Super Bowl and we're going to try it we've got a young head coach that can do wonders all the, you know all this stuff and we're going to go out we're going to trade away our future to go and win now and if we win now we can't you know we might not get to the playoffs for the next three years but that's yeah. all right and I kind of I kind of like the the risk and reward that they're going for I also don't want the Rams to win because the NFL is pushing the Rams down our throats and it really pisses me off. Yes, that, yeah. that is a good point. I think people are going to be sick of the Rams in three years. Yeah, they literally... It's so it's unfair for the Chargers, for one thing, because they're being told to share a stadium. But yeah, then, literally, there's nothing about the Chargers. It's, the NFL, like, every advert, it starts with Rams, like, hats on, like, oh, God. <laughs> Chargers got everything they deserved. They had a shit owner. They left the team in perfectly good city in San Diego. Their owner got greedy and tried to blackmail the city and to build them a new stadium. And they're basically now the tenants of the Rams. So they got everything. Yeah, they don't deserved. get me wrong. Either shit back in the bar. Anyway, let's go on to our predictions. <clears throat> so Craig, uh, we'll start with him. He has got the Rams winning by seven. Joe, what about you? I have got, I'm going with my heart, got Bengals to win by three. Okay. I'm going with my head. I've got the Rams by seven. I'm going with my head and my heart. I'll take the Bengals by ten. Oh, yeah. Ten is great. <laughs> I, I think this is what Joey Burrow was designed for. Yeah. And on that note, my Super Bowl MVP is Joe Burrow. I am matching you there. Uh, Craig's gone for none other than the indemnable Matt Stafford. And I have gone for the best player on the field, Aaron Donald. Smart. <laughs> Tim, how have you got the total points panning out? After consulting my mathematical consigliere, <laughs> I have changed mine. I had to 48, which is actually impossible with my point margin, so I've now got 49. Joe? Um, I've got 45. All in 20s, okay. Uh, Craig's got the Rams by 47. Is that statistically <laughs> possible? <laughs> yeah, it is, yeah. 27 to 20, you can do. Okay. And I'll, I'll take 66. I'll take, I'm saying now, Bengals for 33, Rams 23. That would be 56. No, no. that, 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 that's not right, Matt. No. <laughs> How can I get 66? With a 10 I point both gap. Score in 28 and then... I don't think you can. Ah, shit. Uh, I'm just going to say the score is going to be 33 23, so that's 56. Oh, no, you can. You can. 38 28. No. Yeah, 38 yeah, 28. Yeah, 38 28. Oh, okay. Um, bold predictions. I have got Cooper. Cup, the triple crown going for over 200 yards, which I probably is a playoff record, probably a Super Bowl record. Yeah, probably. So, yeah, with, with your score as well, so you're expecting like Jamar Chase to go for 300. 
I wouldn't be surprised. Mate. <laughs> I think I, I think I can't remember correct. Like if Matt Stafford throws for like three hundred and sixteen, or Joe Burrow throws for three hundred and sixty-six, they both take the record for most passing yards in the playoffs. And I think Jamar Chase has already beaten the rookie record and the receiving record for the playoffs. At least the rookie one for sure. But like, it's already pretty nutty what both those receivers are doing. And I know McPherson's close to a couple. Oh yeah, I think well. what he's on twelve, and the record's fourteen by what? Vinatieri, in it. Vinatieri, yeah. My, oh, McPherson's such a baller. I love him. He's so cool. <laughs> Um, yep, yeah, so Craig's got the Rams going for five sacks. Oh, is, it, is that bold? <laughs> they just got sacked nine times by the Titans. <laughs> yeah, we may have to consult with Craig. Yeah. This is a this is a championship game. Yeah. With Von Miller and Aaron Donald. <laughs> we might have to go to New York for a decision on this one. <laughs> okay, that, that may, may be updated. We'll keep you all yeah. posted. Joe, what's yours? Um, mine is for... Ah, T. Higgins to go for over 120 receiving yards. Why did you sound surprised? You wrote it. I did. I'd, I'd forgotten what I'd done. <laughs> and then I remember. Well, it was a nice surprise. Tim? Uh, I've got Aaron Donald to score, uh, get three sacks and also win MVP. So you're handcuffing yourself there. That, that's yes. how you highly get past Craig. <laughs> Right, so let us know what your predictions are. Uh, let us know on Twitter or Instagram or whatever you want to do. Um, and let us know what your bold predictions or MVPs or total points are. But yeah, I mean, probably the most excited I've been for a Super Bowl since the Eagles one, I think. Yeah, it's, it's just that, as you say, it's that nice, mm -hmm. calm, you know, there's no stress over, obviously we all want the Bengals to win, but there's no stress over who does win just sit eat have a drink chill out I, think, I think this year is probably i've not watched as much coverage basically i think because what you said because i knew it's going to be all around shoved down your throat etc etc so i think because i've not really watched much of the hype about it i'm kind of more excited for it i know that sounds a bit perverse to say on an nfl podcast but i'm actually looking forward to it because i've not seen a lot of previews because i think normally i've just do 24-7 up to the game watching previews and finding out who's got yeah. a mum that's not well and whatever. <laughs> but um, So, yeah, it's going to be good. Are you guys got any Super Bowl parties to watch at? Yeah, I'm off to the pub. I think there's, there's seven, seven or eight of us from my group, and then we know another group of boys. I think we're bringing about sort of four or five down. So I've got a whole section of the pub booked off. Which is nice because we're yeah, friends with the staff. They're just staying open. Yeah, the staff are going to join us as well. They said as soon as the kitchen's closed. So That's yeah, nice. be decent. You, you want Just me and the sofa and the cat. <laughs> going to crazy Pedro's with Craig. I think, got, I think we've got like twenty of us going now. Actually, so it's going to be a decent group of us. Big Scouts night out. That's the thing. Like in Liverpool, there's like three groups of people that go to the football. There's each each university team, the Nighthawks, and then we're kind of like an off branch of all of it into one. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to any of the uh, the football sponsor pubs. We've gone off key. And if you don't know what Crazy Pedro's is, it's just like unreal pizza and cocktails. It's so good. Yeah, I need to go to one of these. I, I've ever seen one. I don't know if there's any London. I one, think they're, they're they're northwest. To be fair. Uh, right. Um, let's look at the sheet. Have we got anything else to talk about? 
Um, oh, we've got a mailbox question. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I've started doing it on Mondays and mailbox Monday. Why not? Uh, but yeah, if you find us on Twitter, we put uh, the mailbox Mondays post out. Any questions you wanted to ask? It could be NFL, it could be ELF, it could be Britball, it could be what's the British one again that we we interviewed? UKFL, um, anything. It could be Joe's favourite Friday night dinner. Um, but our questions from Jamie Garwood on Twitter, uh, and it is: Does Stafford need a ring to make the Hall of Fame, or is he on outside looking in, win or lose? Um, I'll start. I think a Hall of Fame doesn't, I mean, a, a Super Bowl ring will not put him in the Hall of Fame. I think he would need like three or four years of excellent consistency, maybe another ring or at least a couple of championship appearances to, to get in there. Mm, I, I'm, I'm thinking similar. I don't, I think win or lose, I don't think he is one, but I think if he wins one, and he has a few more good seasons he's in. So I think it would definitely go a long way for him to get in. Great. I had a little bit of time this afternoon, so I did a little bit of research on this one. I think he's in already. So I'll tell and I'll present my case, Your Honour. So <laughs> Matthew Stafford is currently 12th all-time passing yards with 49,995 yards. Uh, he's got 323 career touchdowns, 161 career interceptions, and a 63% completion rate. Joe Montana, who is a Hall of Famer, is 21st with 40,551, and his completion percentage, 63%, uh, 273 touchdowns, 139 interceptions. Difference being, Joe Montana's got four Super Bowls and two MVPs. So I think Stafford should get in based on his stats alone and the fact that he's been around for so long. I think a Super Bowl will basically be his Willy Wonka's Chopper Factory card in, but he probably should go in anyway. But when you look at the quarterbacks on the list, if you ever look at all-time career passing yards, Super Bowls definitely help getting in the Hall of Fame. Chris say Brian Greasy is in the Hall of Fame because he won Super Bowls and he wasn't very good at all. See, I don't think the stats are enough for him because you, you're put into Joe Montana when, yeah, he obviously had Jerry Rice, but like passing wasn't as much of a thing, especially for Matt Stafford, who's known for heaving it down the field. Um, and it's exactly the point. He took his team to four Super Bowls and he got two MVPs. Like, I think Matt Stafford would either need three Super Bowls or two MVPs or some combination of the two to have a, a case to get in. I th yeah, his stats are, are really good. But I, I think you need to win champ you need to win bowls or you need to get MVPs to be in the Hall of Fame. It's an interesting question yeah. overall in the NFL, isn't it? A win's a quarterback stat then. Because a lot of people talk about quarterbacks, whether they're elite or not, and talk about wins. You know, you can still be a good quarterback on a bad team and not have many wins. Uh, but I think people do think about the number of wins and number of Super Bowls that a quarterback has. There's been some shit quarterbacks won Super Bowls. Well, Terry Bradshaw recently kind of got a bit emotional because I, I want to say that's the right word. Um, but he was like, I wish I was respected like Brady in Montana. Mm -hmm. And it's like he's, he won what, three, four Super Bowls with the Steelers. Mm -hmm. And he he's Hall of Fame. Yeah. But like, obviously, he wasn't a technician by any means. He was a much more of a street football athlete who was just in the right situation, I think. But he, yeah. he was a great quarterback. 
Yeah. And he's he's in the Hall of Fame for that because he he won games and he dominated an era as well because they won was it four in six years? Yeah, so, yeah. I mean it was crazy. So if you look at Peyton Manning, then if Peyton Manning hadn't won so the the first Super Bowl, so he's got two Super Bowls. The second one, he didn't play very well, but he's obviously a Hall of Fame because he's a great quarterback. But I don't think that Super those two Super Bowls make that much difference. Would you put Peyton Manning? Yeah, if you take away his Super Bowls, he still has what three MVPs. Yeah, exactly. So he's still going in the Hall of Fame. You need you need MVPs or rings or okay. a lot of first team All Pros to get in. Mm-hmm. Oh, I agree, but I think I totally agree with everything you've said. But I think Matthew Stafford will still get in on the longevity of his career. Trick Brady gets in. <laughs> I think they'll probably squeeze him in. Yeah, Stafford, I was gonna say, does he get like? Like a lion's handicap. I don't. I mean, yeah, you you are handicapped for being on the lions, but at the yeah. same time, he had Megatron. <laughs> that is also true. To quote Tony Kornheiser, "It's the Hall of Fame, not the Hall of Very Good." Yeah, Hall of Fame is always an interesting topic, though. Mm. Anyway, that's it for the for the night, boys. Uh, please make sure you head on over to our social medias. Or you can check them out on what Joe. Oh, yeah. Our Twitter and Instagram is at TAFS underscore UK. And our Facebook is that American Football Show. Uh, we are also putting this all on YouTube. Um, and we've got our own website. Just search that American Football Show UK. And ELF content after the Super Bowl is really going to start pumping out. We've already got interviews with some of the newer players lined up. So, uh, if you're interested in that, make sure you keep your eyes peeled. Uh, if you don't know anything about it, we really recommend it because it is a great filler for the off-season of the NFL, uh, getting into a, uh, a European team. Um, obviously, we've not got Craig here. Go check out Lockdown Lids. I don't know what's on there, but uh, always good stuff to, to, to have a look around if you want some signed merch. Uh, please let us know where you're listening from. Leave us feedback. Let us know if you like the new format again. Uh, and we've already had a couple of guys talk to us saying they're enjoying uh, the newer format uh, but let us know if you want us to do anything special and we can always look at it uh, anything before we get off boys yeah i just want to give a shout out to one of the fancy leagues i'm in that i actually won uh, the league of the damned they gave me this well wrong show i knew i was <laughs> going to do that this lovely trophy that's in the background there you go that's really weird uh, and next year i promise them they'll get a taps hoodie for the winner so nice. thanks for that boys Good job for winning, Tim. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll give, I don't know if I mentioned Craig did win fantasy. He absolutely butchered me with Jamar Chase two weeks in a row. Yeah, that was brutal. Yeah. Uh, but thank you, everyone, for listening. Make sure you head over and check out our friends at EP Sports for all your NFL and equipment needs. And we will see you after the Super Bowl. Thank you.